following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's Durham, directions or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Our reading tonight uh, comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 35 to 38, and is read to us by Edmund Milwing. I will be reading from the NIV translation, and I will give you a moment to find that in your Bibles. The workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So tonight we come to the last in our sermon series on witnesses to Christ, which we began on All Saints Day back at the start of November. Now, over the past weeks, we have reflected on the way lives are transformed as people meet Jesus in Matthew's Gospel. We have read and heard about individual encounters with Jesus, where almost all of those who meet Jesus in his early ministry are left unnamed by Matthew. So it is we meet the centurion, a demon-possessed man, a paralysed man, a girl, a woman, the blind, the mute. Ordinary people, women and men, whose lives are utterly changed in meeting Jesus. People whose pasts are redeemed, whose present is transformed and whose futures are rewritten in encountering the Son of God. And in each of these encounters, we see the difference that meeting Jesus makes. And if there has been a goal or an aim of this sermon series, it has been to renew our confidence in the God whom we encounter as we go about our daily lives, encouraging us to discern God at work in our lives and in the lives of those around us. Now, alongside those mostly unnamed witnesses that we have heard about over the past weeks, we have also heard over the past weeks and months from other witnesses to Christ. We've heard personal accounts, personal testimonies of how meeting Jesus has transformed the lives of ordinary people who we know, people who do have names. We have heard 
from Alex, Tom, Maeve, Claire, two Sarahs, two Davids, Anne, Mimi, Jack, Louise, Tim, James, Zoe, Edmund, Sue, Marianne, Wendy and Aaron. Now I'm not sure how many of those stories you have heard over the past week, whether it be the stories that we've looked at in chapter eight and nine of Matthew's Gospel, all those individual faith stories from members of our congregation here at St Nick's. But the common theme in them all, whether in Matthew's Gospel or in those who we know now, is the difference that meeting Jesus makes to them. And for those of us who have told our stories here, it's been not just about a one-off meeting, one encounter, but the ongoing daily relationship with the living Christ that divines, defines us, provides us with our identity. And also, as we hear in our reading tonight, with a purpose and a response. It's possible to argue that our whole sermon series, all the accounts of encounters that we have heard, have all been building up to the verses which Edmund read to us tonight from the end of chapter 9, which forms a transitional part in the Gospel of Matthew. In the first chapters of Matthew's Gospel, in the first two chapters, we read of Jesus' birth, uh, and we'll be hearing a lot more about that in the coming days. And then in chapters three and four, we read of Jesus' early ministry and the call of those first disciples. And then in chapters five to seven, we hear Jesus' teaching. And then in chapters eight and nine, we see Jesus healing and being amongst ordinary people, calling them to follow him. So it is that earlier in chapter 9, uh, we read of Jesus' encounter with Matthew, the tax collector, where Jesus is criticised for keeping company with sinners, to which Jesus replies, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick, for I have not come to call the righteous, but to call sinners. And we hear Jesus' reply, those words echoed in the first part of our short reading tonight. In Matthew chapter 9, in verses 35 to 36, we read how Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And just as with Matthew, the tax collector, who Jesus called to follow him, so with the crowd. Only this time, it's not Jesus who calls directly, but rather his disciples. So in the last two verses of our reading tonight, Jesus says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers 
into the harvest field. Now, over the past chapters, the disciples have listened to Jesus, watched him, learned from him. And now in this section of the gospel, in this part, we see a movement from reception to action, from learning to doing, from being a student to being a worker. In the verses that follow our reading tonight at the start of chapter 10, Jesus calls the 12 disciples together and sends them out with three things, each of which is apparent from our reading this evening. And those three things are a simple message, a simple method and a simple attitude. And it's those three things I want us to briefly consider tonight. So first of all, a message. The message that Jesus sends his disciples with is the kingdom of God is at hand. God is real. God is present. God is near to us, in us and around us, alive and powerful. This is the good news that Jesus has himself been proclaiming in the towns, villages and synagogues that he has been in. That in this kingdom, this kingdom of God, those who are in need of God are blessed. Those who mourn will know God's comfort. Those who are merciful and pure in heart will see God and taste the riches of his mercy. Jesus' message is to be his disciples' message, just as it is to be ours today. God is real. God is present. God is alive and powerful. A simple message and a simple method. And that method is simply go to the needy. Go to the people who have a real felt need for God's help in their lives, who need the power and presence of God to help them. The sick, the bereaved, the oppressed, the broken, the harassed and helpless, the unloved, the sheep without a shepherd. Be with your neighbours who are in need, says Jesus. And just as Jesus spent his time with those whom the Pharisees regarded unworthy, unclean and as sinners, know that every person is made in the image of God and by God and is loved unconditionally by him. And it is that which gives them their worth. Jesus' method will be his disciples' method just as it is ours today. Go to the harassed and helpless. And finally, an attitude. Have compassion for those who are in need, for those who are hurting. The Greek word uh, of compassion is one of deep feelings, gut feelings of love for the hurting. Jesus looks upon the crowd with an attitude of compassion and models this to his disciples. Not, note, an attitude of cynicism. Those people are all messed up and nothing can be done, nor an attitude of condemnation. Boy, did those people mess it up for themselves. Nor even an attitude of constructive criticism. 
Let me point out the 10 mistakes that these people made to mess up their lives and how they can make it better. Rather, the attitude is one of deep compassion that comes from showing to others the merciful, grace-filled and undeserved love that his disciples have received. Jesus' attitude is to be his disciples' attitude, just as it is ours today. Show love and compassion to those to whom you are sent. So the disciples are sent out with a message about the good news of God's power, God's presence at work in the world, with a method to go to those who are broken, to the poor in spirit, to those who are in need of God, and with an attitude of compassion to those whose lives are messed up and in pain. And just like them, we too are sent out with the same message of the kingdom of God, with the same method to go to those who are in need and with the same heart attitude of love and compassion. Because when it comes to being sent out, the words of Teresa of Avila come back to us. Christ has no body but ours, no hands, no feet on earth but ours. Ours are the eyes through which he looks with compassion on the world. Ours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Ours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Ours are the hands. Ours are the feet. Ours are the eyes. We are his body. And there is no qualification certificate or training course that is required to be a worker in the harvest field. No application form, no job interview, no psychometric test. There is simply knowing Jesus and through that going into the world and making him known. And going into the harvest field is not necessarily standing on a street corner and haranguing people as they walk by or approaching strangers with a soul-winning fervour and attitude. Rather, the harvest field is to be found in the compassionate response with the friend who struggles, the neighbour at loss, the relative who mourns, the stranger in need. That is the mission field to which each of us are called so as to enable fruitfulness in the whole world. In a moment, uh, Brittany, Sam, Brandon and Tim are going to lead us in a song by Stuart Townsend called My God. It's a song that we sang here at this service a few weeks ago, whose words remind us of the encounters that we have reflected upon in the past weeks, but remind us too of the nature of our God and the love that we have received and which we are sent to pour out to others. Because it's as recipients of that love that each of us are sent into the world. 
as witnesses to Christ, who can testify to knowing God's love, who can share that love graciously with those who need it, and to do so confident that we do so in the power of the Holy Spirit, who provides us with the compassion and the strength that we need. In the song that we will sing, Stuart Townsend writes, My God, touch the outcast, raise the lame man, and cause the blind to see. My God takes the broken and makes them whole. My God stood for justice, shamed the prideful, but he called the sinner friend. My God takes the broken and makes them whole. My God knows my failures, speaks forgiveness and gives me strength to try again. My God takes the broken and makes me whole. So my friends, as we stand at the cusp of this new year, may we be obedient to pray for workers to go to the harvest field. And may we ourselves be the answer to that prayer as witnesses to the Christ who makes us whole, in whose love we overflow. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you would like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.